You feel trapped and powerless, surrounded by obstacles and threats on all sides, and you find yourself the victim. You see no way out, no available choices. Your perceptions keep you from opening your wings and taking flight. What keeps you suspended here? What keeps you in this crazy cycle loop? Well, the answer is the narcissist, their games and their conniving manipulation to keep you trapped in their dark vortex. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your go-to narcissist abuse recovery coach. This is episode 95, How to Triumph Over Trauma with Samira Davis. But there is hope at last. There is an opportunity to find the rainbow at the end of the storm, to find the light at the end of the tunnel, and to step out over the dark abyss in faith, to step onto the invisible bridge that is you your strength, and your light. And it is possible to recover from these difficult times. And hope is on the horizon. Things will get better. It is important to rest. It is important to revitalize and surround yourself with joyful friends, with a lifeline out of the toxic relationship that you are stuck in. And this episode is all about this community helping you get out of the situation. My newly created workshop is all about how to leave the narcissist. This is a workshop that helps you create your exit plan, gives you step-by-step guides, and then it gives you a whole giant basket of tools, emotional tools to heal, to do rituals, and to unleash your inner goddess that is within you. And that's what you need. You need this extremely high energy of hope and strength and light. It's in you. You just need to let the lid off and rise up. This is a fertile time for you. And this is why we have the Trauma to Triumph virtual summit available to you for free. And you can have the whole library VIP for only $75. And this is another time to embark on a new journey and dive into the workshop, How to Leave the Narcissist Workshop. Grab it at ravenscottshow.com forward slash shop. Dive into this journey. This is thrilling. It may seem scary, like I said, a giant abyss, but you have the power. You have the magic inside of you to step out and have that bridge appear one step at a time for you to travel across the dark abyss. This is your opportunity to get free, to be inspired, to be empowered, and to expand as your soul. This is the time for all souls' expansions, and yours specifically is ready to expand into a life without the narcissist, a life without people-pleasing, a life without manipulation and power over what you do, what you have, what you say, and all the things. 
this is the time for you, my empaths. Now, of course, don't rush into it. Take your time and soak up all of the goodness of the podcast, of my book, of this Trauma to Triumph event, as well as the workshops, the free workshop you can get by DMing me or go onto my website to sign up to the newsletter to get the free How to Set Powerful Boundaries workshop, and then dive in even deeper and purchase the How to Leave the Narcissist workshop on the shop. So I'm sharing with you a beautiful conversation with the creator and host of the Trauma to Triumph virtual summit, Zamira Davis. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional therapy. If you are enjoying this podcast, subscribe and leave a rate and review. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. You just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential. In therapy, I learned that I wasn't the selfish, lesser person my ex convinced me I was. In my therapy, I was able to get affirmation that I was truly being emotionally and sexually abused. That alone allowed me to release my trauma and grow into the strong coach and mentor that I am today. But I didn't just gain that alone in therapy. I gained my sense of self-autonomy back, my power back, and my confidence back. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H in the link in the show notes. Zamira is beautiful. She's wonderful. Her goal as a narcissist abuse coach is to impact 100,000 men and women to become completely free from narcissistic abuse. So this summit is featuring coaches, speakers, podcast hosts, authors, spiritual teachers, along with two top self-aware narcissists. So definitely grab your complimentary ticket to attend this virtual summit on October 30th at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific time in the link in the show notes. This is for men and women who wish to break free from the grasp of the narcissist manipulation and abuse. If you are wishing to release codependency, gaslighting, and to rise up and regain your life, sparkle back. We're going to go through her story today on the episode. We're going to go through what is jam-packed full in this virtual summit. And I can't wait to see you there at the summit and have you listen to this episode and share with me your feedback. Remember to rate and review the podcast if you are enjoying it, as well as take a screenshot and connect with us, the guest and myself at Raven Scott Show on Instagram, add it to your story so that we can connect and I can hear how this impacted you. So let's dive into the conversation. Hello, Zamira. How are you? Thank you for being here. 
I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Of course. I can't wait to speak at the summit. We're going to talk about that trauma to triumph. But um, yeah, just this, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today is, you know, what is your story and what motivated you to rise up and to gather all these amazing speakers that I've been just recently following them. And they're so amazing. We'll put the links to all of them in the show notes so you can see like how incredible this summit is going to be. But yeah, so empaths, this is going to be a treat. So I'm so excited to be speaking at it and hosting a mini meditation. So Zamira, tell us a bit about your backstory. Yes, um, I'm super excited too, by the way. Thank you, got me excited talking about it. <laughs> but, um, yes, it's very dear and near to my heart. Reason being, my story was, you know, over throughout time dating relationships, I've been, I didn't realize I was in them, of course. And so after looking back, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, but I was in a um, a series of narcissistic relationships when I look back, one after the next, one after the next. Hmm. However, my last relationship was the icing on the cake. It was pretty much what I would say changed the trajectory of my life because had I had it not happened, I probably would have just continued to stay in that relationship and, you know, just continue to deal with the subtle abuse because it wasn't uh, overt. It was kind of very subtle. But the incident that happened was very overt. <laughs> so well, tell us a little bit before you tell us the incident. I'll bring you back to the incident. Yeah. <laughs> so all of these relationships you were in, they were all kind of like covert narcissists, right? They would insult yes. you at the same time they would give you a compliment. And like, were they just as insidious as all other narcissists? Were like, like super <laughs> controlling or what was kind of their theme? Yeah. So apparently I have a, a theme for falling forth the covert narcissist <laughs> when I look back, <laughs> when I had to do some soul searching. <laughs> and, um, you know, I guess because I probably would have never went for the super overt narcissist you know, because that probably would have been too obvious for me. But I would always kind of go for the guy that was, you know, the guy who seemed like he would, you know, kind of say to himself, not really much of a super talker or, you know, flirtatious. I try to stay away from that <laughs> most of the time. So didn't realize, though, that, you know, I didn't realize, first of all, I didn't realize there was anything called narcissism and much less covert narcissism. So I was just kind of dating in the blind, you know? Yeah, when you're in it and you don't have the terms, like, I don't know about you, but when I was in it, I had no idea what codependency was. I had no idea what, like, any type of form of abuse looked like or even what a narcissist was. I was just, like, feeling like I was taking crazy pills. That's all. Exactly, exactly. So it was like, you know, I'm like, you know, now it's like a whole new world has opened up for me. But before, I was just dating who I thought I was compatible with. You know, who I thought I had some type of connection with. There were moments where I would see certain red flags, but I kind of looked at it as like, oh, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, we know we have a tendency to do that, especially as women. You know, it's not, you know, not to leave out anyone, but as women in particular, we have a tendency to really overlook flaws, to when we see certain things, kind of think that we're tripping, you know, we're overthinking it we're messing up a good thing, we're sabotaging. But in reality, our gut instincts trying to warn us to let us know something's not right here. <laughs> you right. need to pay attention. Okay, you know? so I have to <laughs> observe that because I love to just like point out that 
yes, this can happen to men, most certainly. But uh, there is a bit more of a majority where it happens to women. And I was just watching a romantic, like a, it wasn't even a rom-com. It was just a romantic movie on Netflix. And I really enjoy them. I love them, like, especially on Christmas season. And then all of a sudden it like came on and I was like, oh, I know this actress. And then as I'm watching, I'm like, why does she have the problems? Like, why does she have to fall in love with this? Like, I have it all together with it, like perfect body man. Like, what the heck? Like, this programming is insidious. It is like, you know nothing. I know everything as the man. It's like this men toxic culture. Not like male, but like the men toxic culture. Uh It's preached and teached and like just subconsciously put in our brains ever since we're little. And yeah, so I completely understand how we all think like, oh, that's just how they are. Right. Like, that's just how men are. Exactly. And so that's exactly what it was. And you you hit it right on the nail. It's like we are programmed as women to kind of uh, actually a male friend of mine actually pointed this out to me before that we we as women, we're not really taught to look for the subtle, the subtle toxic behaviors, whereas men are less likely to put up with them because there's a culture that's kind of, you know, I, I blame it on patriarchy, to be honest. Patriarchy has, you know, invented the minds of women (laughs) to kind of settle or feel like we need to present ourselves to advertise ourselves in order to get men. Like we're basically not valuable unless we have some type some male attached to us. So if we don't have a man or, you know, we're single, we don't have children, all these things, then we're, we're attached to all these outside exterior things and especially having a man. So, you know, you look at like, if you're single, I mean, probably back in the day when my mom was growing up, if you were single past 25, you were what an old maid, <laughs> you know? So it's gotten a lot better, but, you know, generally speaking, throughout time, we've been, we've had that in, in, ingrained in us and stained in us to where if we're not with a man, we're, we're less valuable. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> exactly. So. It's kind of inbred. It's funny you mentioned about the movie. I go back and look at a lot of the movies I grew up watching. For instance, like Love at Basketball. And I'm like, oh my God, I never. <laughs> like he was talking narcissist. <laughs> like my favorite, one of my favorite movies. And I'm like, I can't even watch the movies anymore. It's like, that no, one. ruined us now that we're awake. <laughs> right. It's like, I can't even draw my damn movies anymore the way I used to. But um, anyhow, getting back to, you know, my story, you know, just going from that philosophy or just, you know, you know, dealing with, the same issues that most most majority of us women deal with just wanting to you know have a mate and you know go after the person that you're compatible with i didn't i kind of looked overlooked a lot of the red flags and it would be like i said very subtle things like controlling behavior you know not a per, you know maybe you know he didn't want me to go out at a certain time or didn't want me to drink by myself when i would be at the bar type of thing you know i was like oh, that's a little weird you know but you're like, okay, whatever. You know, he has all these other good qualities. So, you know, we're just going to overlook that. And I thought, I think I was talking about how my male friend pointed out that we're kind of not um, taught as women to to look at the subtle toxic behaviors. We're taught that if he doesn't beat you or cheat on you, then, you know, you're good to go. You know, you got a good man. You know, you need to you know, work off the rest of the little kicks. You know, you'll be yeah. okay. <laughs> the standards are so, so low for the men. <laughs> right. Exactly. Standards are so low for women in the dating pool. Our expectations of what we're, you know, what we look for, our standards are so low for women that 
it's like, it's like I said, if you ain't beating or cheating on me, then, you know, you're good. You know, you're a good man, whatever that <laughs> means. So, you know, so whereas men, you know, they're kind of taught to look for other qualities in women when they're dating. You know, is she generous? Is she nurturing? Does she have a good personality? Is she driven? Does she have other qualities outside of just a very basic, you know, she's not physically beating on me or verbally abusing me, you know? So, like I said, I think with that programming, that leads a lot of women down these toxic relationships. And so it led me down that path of, being in one toxic relationship after the next, because I, ne- when I thought, you know, when I look back, I never, I never really had an example of good relationships growing up. I didn't really see that, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know what a healthy relationship looked like. So if you don't know what a healthy relationship looks like, then you're really just shooting in the dark. And that's what happened. I was in one after the next, like very controlling relationships. When I look back, very uh, hypercritical type of relationships where, you know, over, criticizing never they never celebrated me at all you know none of the relationships I was in I was I was never celebrated for who I was like I always felt like I had to overgive or overcompensate in other ways in order to prove my value you know like cooking all the time for them or massages you know just overgiving unnecessarily just to prove that I was I was good enough that I was a good woman, you know. Yeah, so, it was very transactional, right? Like, it was a very what? transactional, rich and draining. Yeah. <laughs> right? Draining because, you know, to keep that up for so long where you're just, just, just giving, giving, and then you're not receiving anything back. Of course, on the flip side, of course, you shouldn't give with the expectation to receive. But at the same time, you know, there should be a mutually beneficial, mutually beneficial situation, you know, for, you know, so, and that's going to come naturally. It shouldn't be forced. If both people have an interest to a desire to add value to one another, they're going to do that naturally without having to think about it. Yeah, there's going to be gratitude on one end because, you know, you've put love into a meal, let's say. It's not going to be like this conditioning where you're like, oh, shoot, I have to like make this meal just this way and the meat just this right doneness. Otherwise, I have to cook it again because I'm going to be punished or berated or like, they're just when I'm going to hear this big whining cry baby like all the variables <laughs> of how they all react <laughs> exactly exactly and so yeah like like I said it was very subtle but most of the time it was like uh, most most of the abuse that I dealt was more so neglect I will say mm-hmm. it wasn't like I said over real was like very overly abusive like you know this not how you did that it was more so like just neglectful a lot of neglect and now the last relationship I didn't see it coming because it was so passive um, aggressive. It was so subtle. I had no idea. I saw it coming, you know, um, like I said, I did see little red flags in there, but I never would expect a situation to happen. I, um, basically my last partner, uh, we know we had, we had a daughter together and we had talked about not having children anymore. You know, we understood that, you know, we kind of was, I had already had you know, four, well, basically four, including our, the daughter we had together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I already kind of just, we decided that we weren't to have anymore. But, you know, things have, <laughs> things happen when you're, you know, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I became pregnant and it was like, you know, wow. I was like, didn't, you know, didn't know what to do. Honestly, I was initially planning on getting an abortion because I just didn't see a way that this child was, this, you know, additional child was going to fit into my life because, 
I had already had four children, mind you, and that was already a lot, you know, and juggling, yeah. you know, going back and forth to work, you know, being, you know, doing doing a lot, you know. Yeah. And so when this happened, I wasn't prepared for it. I was, like I said, I was planning on not keeping, you know, the pregnancy. But, you know, as, as you know, I, when I, whenever I'm going to work on I would always give my uh, moments of clarity, <laughs> I should say. At work. Yes. Yeah. And Outside I was of the sphere of that just negative talk. <laughs> exactly. And I was speaking to a relative, I'll leave a name, but a relative was speaking to me and she was like, you know, you really need to rethink this, you know, because, you know, can you, are you going to be able to live with this decision that, you, that you're making? No. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm trying to hear that right now. I just <laughs> got to get this taken care of. So I, you know, I had just lost a lot of weight too. I just, you know, got my, was trying to get my shape back, you know? And so I'm like, no, like this, this is not, no, this is not enough for debate. I don't even hear it, you know, <laughs> at the time. And then it was like, you know, people plant seeds, you know, they plant seeds and it doesn't necessarily harvest immediately. But then you start thinking about it afterwards and you're like, man, you know, she kind of got a point. And um, so anyhow, I was working out and then all of a sudden it just came over my head. It was like, I don't know if it was higher spirit, higher power, whatever you want to call it. It was like a voice that just told me like, you know, it's not your job to take this life that I've given you. Hmm. You know, you don't have that power. You don't have that right to take this life just because, yeah, you helped create it, but you don't have the power to take it. Hmm. And and I was like, well, it was kind of like, it was like, yeah, it was like real loud. And, And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I, you know, I was actually having some situations where I actually thought I was going to be miscarrying, you know, not to get too graphic, but I thought that I was going to be miscarrying. So I went to the hospital and, you know, actually he was sleeping because he would work late nights. And so I let him know I'm going to the hospital to get checked out. And so um, I got back, I came back when I got the ultrasound and everything, they were like, oh, oh no, you're fine. You know, you know, everything looks good. It looks like it's intact. And you know, at this point, I was kind of like still in the middle of figuring out what I was going to do. But then I had, was kind of firm on the decision at the same time. But when I came home, um, you know, he, he, my partner, he texted me at the time. and asked me how it went. And I was like, oh, well, it went great. You know, it looks like, you know, the baby is going to, you know, basically looks like everything was okay. They were, you know, trying to give him details or whatever. He calls me and then basically tells me, I, you know, I know you're not going to keep that baby. Like, that baby, like, as if it was, like, not a baby that we created together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, uh, yeah, actually I actually told you. He was actually, I actually did tell him before I left, like, I decided not to do it, go through with it, because, you know, um, I just feel like it's not my job to, you know, take a life to stand third. He was half asleep, though. He probably didn't process the information. <laughs> he didn't clearly. have enough energy to fight it at the moment. Right. <laughs> he clearly didn't process the information. But, but I feel like your subconscious did it on purpose because when we do do it when they're alert, it's like, oh, my God. Like, you just don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear the mind warp. You don't want to hear the lecture. You don't want to hear the gaslighting. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Okay, by the way. Uh, uh, by the way. <laughs> Bye. So, yeah, he calls me. He's like, uh, he didn't respond to text. He just calls me. So he's like, mm-hmm. you know, I need not think about doing this and stand third. And what are we going to do with another baby and this and that and third, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out, though. You know, I've always figured it out, you know. And, and this shouldn't happen, blah, 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 blah. I just kept going on and on and on, just, you know, harping, harping, harping. And then the last thing, you know, I think he mentioned was, you know, um, well, you know, um, I think we were just going to cope here because, um, you know, I, this is this. Oh, I, oh, he said, uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like you manipulated me. Like, I, he's like, I 
feel like, oh, no, no, no. He, I, I feel like he betrayed me. He said, I was like, betrayed? I'm thinking like, what? Like, betrayed you? Like, like he, you know, he said it as if I told him I got pregnant by somebody else. It was just like the craziest thing ever. In my mind at the time, it could, I couldn't even register. And I'm thinking like, how did I betray you because I chose to keep our child? Like, what unearthly sense does that make? <laughs> like, so it like, <laughs> yeah, it never, I mean, I was just like, wow, this man has to be sick. So the first thing my mind, so first thing that came to my mind was like, he must be a psychopath. Like, cause you know, I don't even know where that came from. It was just like, it immediately came to my mind, like it's a psychopath, you know? Yeah. So at the time, after you, so after that situation, I'm like, you know, and so I, I got, you know, I was just like, I couldn't even deal with hearing that. I was just like completely just removed. From, I couldn't even process it. So I just hung up on him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, we, we would then, we were still living together for a while, but he would, you know, walk past me and we just kind of like ignoring each other. <laughs> and then I finally got away. But I, from that situation, I started looking up, um, you know, psychopath <laughs> traits. <laughs> I was just, that was the first thing I thought about, like, who says something like that about their own child? Like, they, they, they betray, somebody betrayed them because they kept their child. So I'm thinking, like, I was just convinced he's a psychopath. Like, I told, I told, mom, I told my parents, I told my mom, and I told my, uh, you know, I was just like, yeah, he, he's a psychopath. Like, there's nothing else to it. Like, you know, and so I was just convinced. <laughs> yeah. I mean, number one, he's not respecting that it's your choice because it's your right. body. Exactly. Number two, he like thinks that he has all the power and control over the decision. And number three, like that is like you. That's a piece of you. Like that's really creepy. Right. It's, it's super creepy. Like you're talking about this thing as if it's not a part of you. Like you said. So it was just yeah. you know, it was super weird. And I'm like, how does someone betray you because of that? I don't I don't put the two and two together. So a friend of mine, she was like, she she gave me clarity and she was like, well, you know why he said that, right? I'm like, no, I still don't understand. I still don't process it. <laughs> like, I'm still processing that. So she's like, um, you know, because when you're a normal thinking person, you know, you know, you don't, your mind is not able to comprehend why someone is in that mind frame would think something like that, you know? But she mentioned to me, she's like, um, well, he said that because you didn't, because you didn't behave or because you didn't obey what he wanted you to do, do, that's why you betrayed him. It wasn't because of the child. It was because you went against what you initially agreed with him on and you initially, what he felt like he had control over. <clears throat> and so because you went against his initial um, intent and you went against what he wanted you to do, you betrayed him in his mind. And so I was like, wow, like I never thought about it like that, but that's clearly what it was. Like he, because I didn't obey him, it was like, then you you betrayed me. And so when I started doing a lot of research, I started realizing, oh, wow, yeah, he's truly, truly narcissist. He may even be slightly nice uh, narcissist. You know, they have a, it's a scale, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's levels to it. <laughs> I'm like, he, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist guy. So just a disclaimer, nobody, I'm not a psychologist, but. We're not doing nothing, I, however, <laughs> I'm a Google search. <laughs> Right, exactly. We all do. It. I want to school more, however. <laughs> but at the moment, I am not a psychologist, but there are, from what I've researched and what I understand, there are levels to it. And uh, basically, you go from, you know, your base, you know, you're kind of like, you know, very basic narcissistic. Your narcissism, all of us, they say all of us have some form of healthy narcissism, you know, just the bravado, 
But then, you know, you move forward down the line and then, you you know, towards the end of it, you have like, your, you know, what they call uh, social, um, uh, I'm sorry, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, sociopath, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But there's uh, anti-personality disorder, um, mm. anti-social. Thank anti-social, you. Anti-social. Yeah. yeah. So you have your antisocial personality disorders at the end of narcissism. And that's where you have your psychopaths and your social, what we call sociopaths and psychopaths. And so I'm like, well, he, he definitely has to be somewhere in it towards the end of that. <laughs> but <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't all the rage and all that stuff. So I, and that's why I had, to, you know, what they call cognitive dissonance, where, you know, you you think one thing, but then you think something else. So you kind of go back and forth about it because things don't necessarily add up. And so but um, anyhow, you know, he, there was definitely some strong um, tendencies to kind of be like towards the, you know, like I said, the end of that spectrum, if that if that's the case, you know. But yeah, it was, it was, it was rough because I had to really, um, I had to really fight, you know, hard through that. I mean, you know, I ended up eventually moved down and then started, you know, started fresh, completely started all over again. I, you know, I'm living along with Nelson and my um, son who's like, he's four months old. It'll be five months uh, at the beginning of next month of October. So yeah. So, I um, mean, you know, it's just fresh. us. Yeah. It's just exactly. Yeah. So it's just us. It's just us six, um, including myself. And, you know, we're just really just having a good time now. Honestly, it took me a long time, though, to really get through it. I had to, it was, took a lot of meditation, a lot of soul searching, you know, a lot of just really wanting to uh, be healthy and whole. And, you know, I told myself I wasn't going to get into any other relationship. And so I was, you know, proud of myself because I, I, did, I stayed single. I didn't, you know, try to fill that void with, you know, someone else, you know, being unhealed. And so through this process, through my healing journey, I wanted other women to be able to not necessarily go through it. I mean, I know everyone's going to go through their journey, but I wanted it to be where I wanted to be able to help women, not necessarily shortcut the process, but I wanted them to know like they weren't alone, you know, through this. And to have that, those tools, like, you know, if someone, I had to really do a lot of digging and researching and stuff like that to figure out how to heal. And so I was like, well, you know, if I can just get through this and I can show women like the tools, like right away, how to heal to not waste any time. Like this is, you know, this is what you can start doing. This is none third. And like I said, of course, you're going to have your own journey. But if you have the tools to be able to help you go through your journey, it just makes the experience that much more pleasurable or less I would say less disheartening you know because you have something to kind of go from versus just trying to figure it out on your own because I was literally all on my own for the most part except for my children I was pretty much going through the struggle by myself and I think half of the half of the battle is feeling like you don't have any support and so I wanted to you know provide a community to where women can feel safe and protected and they can have the tools to, you know, know what to do in order to heal and also have the support of what to, uh, you know, have someone to talk to when, you know, like, wait a minute, this happened. Is that supposed to happen? You know, or, you know, I'm feeling like, wait a minute, I, I thought I was healed. It's been three or four months or so. And I'm having I'm getting triggered again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wait a minute. I feel like I'm starting all over. Just <laughs> you wait till nine years later. You're like, what the fuck? I thought I was right. healed over this. And then this tiny little thing triggers you. You're like, exactly and like you don't know the triggers until the triggers happen you know you yeah. think you're good until something happens where it triggers you so you know <laughs> so i wanted to combine not just my experience 
but the experience of uh, other speakers or other people, experts who are, who've been through it as well, that can also provide resources and tools to help these women heal. Because I can only do so much as myself. I'm still, honestly, still on my healing journey. But to think about, you know, just to think I have these speakers with five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 plus years of experience with going through their healing journey. Now they can impart that knowledge and wisdom onto these women and combine. I mean, imagine how much experience and tools that we can, you know, come to, you know, have together combined, you know, with all of us together. Like, that's just so much wisdom and knowledge that, like, I would pay, you know, I would pay my life for almost, you know, to be able to have that, you know, in one ring. I mean, honestly, if, if I would have had something like this when, when I was in my 20s, I would never be in any of these relationships. I would have never been with any of these these relationships with these men. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm just super excited because it's a it's a it's an opportunity to be able to give back. To it, I feel like it's almost in a way paying my debts towards my healing journey. Like you know, basically my dharma. It's like almost like I'm fulfilling my dharma. At the same time, I'm able to bring provide value to women at the same time while I'm, while I'm actually fulfilling my dharma, you know, which is the opposite yeah. of karma. Cause you know, karma is like, you know, when you, you did something in your life or maybe in your past life and you've gotten, you know, all this hell because of it or these things that happening to you because of it. And dharma is the opposite of that, where you can clear up some of your karma that you may even, may not even realize that you've had from past lifetimes. You know, you'd be like, oh, I had a good life and I, I never hurt anybody. Well, you don't know what you did in the past <laughs> yeah. before you got this party. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, not, you know, and, and not to go down a dark path, but, you know, I feel like it's it's a it's a mission that is uh, multi-purpose mm. um, because uh, it's so many things that can come up. It. The speakers get a chance to connect with other, you know, with women they may have not came, come across before because of us collaborating together. The women get the opportunity to, you know, heal and get additional tools. You know, it, you know, it's helping me just to, you know, have the opportunity to do it. So I'm just all excited all the way around. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be amazing. And yes. I wanted to read through some of the guest appearances, uh, like who's part of it, and then some <laughs> of the titles of like what people you're going to be experiencing. And you know, male, females, I think. All of anybody who is struggling and recovering from narcissistic abuse is going to benefit. We have amazing male speakers, amazing females. We've got the combo. We've got all of us. We're all in this this boat together. But, um, you know, in this conference, there's going to be in the summit, there's going to be how to break free from trauma bond. There's going to be how to guard against negative energy and dispel the narcissist, how to have complete freedom from the narcissist and change your story so that you can change your life, how the narcissist used love to manipulate you, why empaths attract narcissists and what you can do about it. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Confessions in the mind, into the mind of the narcissist, how you can use the power of your words to heal and how domestic violence with the narcissist begins within like there are some amazing topics here that there's going to be covered in the summit yes yes i'm super excited like i'm i feel like it was like man like i, I would have paid so much money to have a summit like this you know before i went through all the drama and abuse and so i'm just really excited because you think about it we have people who've been through it um are you know people like ourselves who are you know narcissist survivors we also have 
self-aware narcissist. I mean, you get a chance to actually pick the brain of someone who is a narcissist, but is self-aware and is doing the work to clear up their karma. You know, so they're they're doing their dharma and they're able to provide this wisdom to you to give you um, insight into the mind of a narcissist. I mean, that alone is priceless. And then you have uh, you know, people like um, Empress Neat, uh, who Dr. Queen Neat, who yeah. Alicia Kyer, so who she has, I mean, all kinds of degrees under her belt from just all kinds of stuff from, you know, um, hyp- hypnotherapy, from breath work. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. And then you have Dr. Marcia Mari, who's also a PhD, you know, so I mean, between yeah, does have Dr. Marsh has been on our podcast. <laughs> yes. Go oh my God! Her and have another have her on the podcast again. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! And then Princella, she she talks about the psychology of the mem psychology. I mean, she is just awesome. Um, I mean, I learned so much from her alone. Yeah. So, like I said, it's so going to be so much wisdom in the building yeah. <laughs> that day, that yeah. evening, well, that morning. That this is yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to be October thirtieth, nine a.m. to twelve p.m. It's it's free, you guys. So grab your free ticket to join the summit. The link is in the show notes. And yeah, there's going to be, if you want to start to kind of look and see who is in the summit, um, I'll put the links of who's there in the show notes as well. But we, there's amazing, amazing contributors. Leon Walker, Ben Taylor, Lisa Sawney, Dr. Marsha, Dr. Alicia. Uh, myself and Princella and you, of course. So it's going to be incredible. I'm so excited for it. Yes, I'm super, super excited. So I can't wait for you guys to be there. Grab your seats. It's going to fill up fast. So definitely grab your seats. It's free. You know, you can you have the option to upgrade to VIP, but the the event is free. So, I mean, take advantage of it. Ooh, the VIP sounds amazing because, you know, you go in these things and especially when you're new and you're kind of like, what's happened? Like you, you absorb the information, but then you have to revisit the information again because then it, you know, you come to a different point in your healing journey. You're like, okay, I'm ready for that information now in that particular, you know, part of the summit. Like, what did they say again? Like this really, I really need to know this information. So if you upgrade it, then you have all of those recordings and you can go back to it. It's almost like a video book, essentially. Exactly. It's like a mini course in a way, like, you know, yeah. yeah. And then along with the workbook journal that you're going to get. That that's awesome in itself. I mean, journaling more than anything helped me so much just because you forget so much about what happened. So just to be able to journal your experience and really take notes and take it all in, that alone is worth it. Um, like I said, you get the lifetime recordings. You're also going to get the VIP Q&A session. So along with not just the event, you'll get a chance to really pick our brains, like, you know, come up on Zoom and like, you know, and ask us particular questions, like, you know, you know, really figure out, like if you have a particular situation, you can ask us about a question about that particular situation and we can help maybe guide you through it or give you some insight. So like I said, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. That's where the alone right there. Just that's like a yes. discounted <laughs> mini coaching session right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. So I'm, yeah. You're Can't wait for you guys to be there. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank uh, you. Just so fresh out of it. You have a soulmate child there who just awakened you and said, wake up. Wake up. You have work to do here in this life. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm not mad at any of my partners. I just want to get that straight to clear the air there. I'm not bitter at any of them. If anything, I'm actually thankful for them because I needed, they were, um, you know, they were what I needed to wake me up. 
to really get me on my path. I really feel like everyone who I who I was ever in a relationship with was there for a reason to actually get me on my path. And, you know, um, the last relationship, it, it was really that that person, you know, you know, they were really there to put me in position to my, my path. Cause had they not given me that that good kick that I needed <laughs> into my path, <laughs> the kick in the body that I needed into my path, I would have still been, you know, dormant, kind of trying to figure out what I was gonna do, what was my purpose, you know. I was and actually right before the situation happened, I was in that mo- mode of like really not enjoying life anyways and mm-hmm. feeling really kind of miserable and trying to figure out what my purpose was, what I was I had so many talents, but I'm like, what is my actual purpose, you know? Yeah. So yeah, and it was like, okay, I guess the creator, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tell you the ancestors. They were like, we're gonna let you know your purpose real quick. Your purpose. It's not your purpose. Right. It was like we're gonna kick you into gear because you apparently you don't get the message. Apparently you you're hard headed, and we're gonna have to uh, really you know we're waking you up real quick. You know, throw some cold water in your face to wake you up. <laughs> Just you just don't listen. I, th- I think my angels they kind of get they got fed up with me. They were like, you know, we just want to give her to her wrong because <laughs> she she don't she don't like to listen. <laughs> she so we gotta we gotta do something major, you know. <laughs> so yeah. that's exactly what happened. So like I said, I don't have any bad feelings or bitter feelings towards any of them, any of them. I once I did my healing, like I said, I was actually grateful for everything that they taught me. You know, the time that that we had together. You know, because it all was for a reason. And, and, you know, and they were there for a season. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm just, you know, super, I'm really happy that I found my purpose and that I was able to, you know, go through this journey. And I'm very grateful. And my son, I couldn't be more happy, more blessed to have him mm-hmm. because he's just amazing. He's just like everything a mother could want. He's just so awesome. He's just the best baby ever. So I know. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. I really enjoyed having you here and sharing with all of us, like why we need to come to the summit, because we all, no matter where we're at in our path, this is free. So come join us. Come just be part of the, what is it? The, um, the narcissist survivor, narcissist abuse survivor tribe. Just come on over. It's free. Yeah. out with us, learn something, do a meditation with uh, me and yeah, just really gain that knowledge. Yes, I'm so looking forward to your meditation too. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Me too. I've I've like leveled up, so I feel very excited <laughs> to share with you guys. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna because we're gonna have a couple more meditations, and you and actually um Dr. Alicia K- uh, Kyer are gonna both be meditations, but we're gonna need it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna <laughs> need for what doctors in the building. They're gonna revolt stuff to us. <laughs> we're gonna need it. Right, some truth says we probably weren't ready for so we're gonna need it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need to ground after the lots of truth right. bombs or whacking us in yeah, the yeah, face. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm so very excited mm-hmm. and thank you, Lord, thank you for bringing me on to promote this so we can get the word out about this event. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. we need to reach our goal of really just. Helping and sharing and supporting everyone who's been affected by this. Yes. Thank you for your work as well. Thank you. Grab your complimentary ticket to attend this virtual summit on October 30th at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific time in the link in the show notes. This is the month of October, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. If you or anyone that you know is in danger in domestic violence, please call the 1-800-HOTLINE. National Domestic Violence Hotline is 
Thank you for tuning in today. You are a blessing. If this has impacted you, please share it with a friend, spread the word so we can impact and end domestic violence, narcissist abuse, and the suffering now. If you are enjoying this podcast, subscribe and leave a rate and review. Don't forget to DM me on Instagram at Raven Scott Show. Free gift to get your free how to drop powerful boundaries workshop. I'm here to support you. And with over 10 years of experience, I empower you to rise up and stop the cycle of abuse. Get your free unique souls blueprint map, your human design chart at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. See you next episode. Madvi is helping people release emotional baggage, breaking negative patterns, and finding the root causes with the emotion and body code. Visit www.madvi.ca. That's M-A-D-H-V-I dot C-A. I can personally attest that this is an amazing way to heal trauma out that you can't do with meditation and thought therapy and talk therapy and all the things. So. Reach out to her and get a free 30-minute consultation to see if this is something that can help you.